0: hey, Teresa, and then
1: itch manners.
0: i host, Travis McElroy,
1: and I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy, and
0: you're listening to Schmanners.
1: It's extraordinary etiquette
0: for ordinary occasion.
1: How dost thou, my dove? Uh, quite well, my dear. Indubitably. And et, et tu, Brute?
0: No, Travis. Oh, Travis, sorry. Um, <laughs> so we've been away on vacation, so now feeling refreshed. So funny. Oh, so, so, So funny. Thank you all for allowing us to have a week off. I hope you all weren't too upset. Please accept our sincere—well, no, I'm not apologizing. I got a vacation for the first time in a while. It was great. Went Couple down years. The beach, yeah, it was lovely. Um, so we wanted to come back with a real club banger of an episode.
1: Oh, don't say club banger, cause well, what?
0: Cause what if it's not good? Yeah. Well, you know, I like to call my shot, like (laughs) Babe Ruth, and be like, this one's gotta be a good one.
1: Well, so, we're talking about swearing, or cursing. cursing. Wordy dards. Um, and can I just tell you that probably until I was, mmm, 10 or 11, I thought that when someone said, don't swear, they meant, don't make an adamant promise.
0: You are so cute. That's so great. Um, (laughs) This is going to be a difficult episode because we won't be allowed to, you know,
1: say Swear. the dirty words. Right.
0: Um, So I was thinking about it. And before we get into what one might consider actual swears, um, what are some words that growing up your parents were like adamant that you weren't allowed to say that once you grew up, you're like, wait, that's not a curse word.
1: Um you know i don't think we were allowed to tell each other to shut up i think we had to we if we were emphatic about it even we'd have to say be quiet
0: i think in our house if i remember correctly my parents uh especially my mom was not on board with fart (laughs) i think just the idea of it she didn't like i think crap um was also a problem here's the thing there's also
1: three i was raised with three girls so fine Became a word that we are not supposed to say. So here's the thing. (laughs) Because
0: if you think about it. And I'm sure we'll talk more about this. But if you think about it. I think that there is. People use like dirty words and swear words. And curse words kind of interchangeably. As Mm -hmm. a description. But I think that there is a scale. Because like I would consider crap. A dirty word. okay, But it's not necessarily like a swear word. It's not something that like. Is going to get beeped out on television. And I think that if you look at it it's kind of a sliding scale of like what is something that you wouldn't necessarily want your like four-year-old yelling at the top of their lungs in the middle of a crowded supermarket, but is something that you don't wonder about putting in a Facebook post that your grandmother might read Mm. or what is something that, you know, they can say on big bang theory, but would be weird If like a preacher said it in his Sunday morning sermon, you know what I mean?
1: Sure. Sure. And I mean, a lot of things, especially words are subjective. Can I
0: tell you something? And I think that's
1: what you're saying is that you have to, it's, it's all about your opinion of these words.
0: It's uh, okay. I'm going to lay all my cards on the table here right at the beginning. Tell you that in many ways, I think the idea that there are curse words, swear words, dirty words, taboo words, is uh, uh, incredibly pointless, and um, and I don't I don't agree with it. I think that it is a thing where you know. Okay, let me start off by saying that many people will say it's just words, and words only have the power you give them. I'm not saying that because there are definitely, definitely some words. That I don't think should be used because the connotation of them has been used to insult people, specifically groups of people or individuals, in a way that they are hurtful words. Yeah, that totally on board with saying we're not going to use those hurtful words anymore. But the idea of like... Fart? Well, well I was going to say like the four letter S word, right? Okay. But that like... What is that? What's the problem with that? Except that we've decided that that's a problem, but crap and poop are fine. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean. And so, I think that anybody who says I'm going to say bull bull crap or bull corn instead of bull s word, you're saying the exact same intention. You're just changing four letters, and suddenly that makes it okay. That's only because culturally. People have said that that's not a problem, and as you move between different countries and different cultures, different words suddenly become uh taboo there where words that were taboo where you came from are now fine it's all it's all
1: this nothing. is this is all true, and i don't i don't know what the answer is i I suppose in a perfect utopian society, time that uh, these words came to mind, they would just not come out people's mouths. Um, and then only words that were available would be spoken, and those words wouldn't be available anymore. Well, I don't but, know,
0: but they just don't bother me because the thing is, is like you know, when I think about when I use the four letter F word, y'all know the one I'm talking about, the fun one, but with four letters, is like I'm. I usually use it for emphasis, and I understand that like there is a certain. I think that on a certain level, having words that you reserve for emphasis, are important. But there's a great Eddie Izzard... I'm going to talk about that. But there's a great Eddie Izzard joke where he talks about everybody using awesome, where awesome is supposed to be, like, the heavens... You know, sp- seeing space for the first time and we use it to like describe hot dogs.
1: <laughs> like that's the
0: thing is like, yeah, there are words that we should reserve for certain emphasis, but we don't do that with words like love or best friend or best, greatest, Forever. awesome. Yeah. We don't reserve those words for when yeah. we truly mean them. So why the hangups about swear words?
1: You know, don't know. Maybe someday we'll figure it out.
0: That's my rant.
1: Okay. So um I'm going to lump all of these words into profanity, okay? Um so the word profane originates from the classical Latin profanus, which literally means before or outside the temple.
0: Okay. Right? So having to do with religion. So right.
1: desecrating what's holy or having a secular purpose, um, Oh,
0: so I was gonna say like taking the Lord's name in vain, but that's you, one of them. But you mean like literally like desecration of the temp like of something holy, not just taking the Lord's name in vain or taking concepts in vain, but also something that might sully something considered holy. Interesting. Well,
1: yeah, I mean it's also referred to as blasphemy, mm-hmm. blasphemous. Um, so. And one reason why specific words were considered so much more profane than others was because they were in the tradition of cultism, um, which laughed or scoffed at the common deity or deities.
0: So like when Moses came down from the mountain and found people worshiping Baal, I think, worshiping Christian Baal, and they're like, he was so good as Batman. Mm -hmm. And they're like, no, no, worshiping the golden calf. And that kind of thing. Um, I don't know. I'm getting into my no, my vacation Bible school stuff. I can barely remember now. But.
1: No, not not really that. More of a of a comedic tone.
0: Oh, okay, so, so you mocked it? You mock, yeah, in a okay. mocking
1: way. Um, so words, these words specifically, some of the ones that we have hinted at, and some of the the you know other colorful words that we have. Um have kind of a common feel to them, don't you think?
0: Yeah, they have a lot of... uh, Do you mean like literally in the sounds or...
1: Not just in the sounds, but um, in the kind of... You mentioned that there are several four-letter words. Yeah, it's rare to find
0: like a three-syllable swear word, you know what I mean?
1: And the reason for this um, is because a lot of the swears or the profanity that, that we use in the English language... Are derivative of the German language uh, or Germanic languages, um, and and English specifically is a really big hodgepodge of different words from other places, not uh, not limited to, but including Latin, Greek, Dutch, Arabic, Old Norse, Spanish, Italian, Hindi, and you know, it goes on and it's on. It's like a melting
0: pot of languages. Like a language that's been improved because we've welcomed people from other places into our country and we've embraced differences.
1: Um that would be a good way to put maybe the American point of view, but there's a lot of colonialism that happened okay, as far yeah, as I'll like. Oh yeah.
0: That's the bad <laughs> side of it. Yeah. Okay. Anyway,
1: um so where a lot of this comes from, uh specifically the incorporation of germanic sounding swear words and uh higher language in the uh romantic style like french is from the norman conquest
0: oh okay this is i know a little bit about this mm-hmm. because they talk about this on Sizers go and oh, we've talked about this as oh, well ha- as yeah, food that's, goes that's why you have like pig and pork and cow and beef and lamb and mutton, that's why mm-hmm. we have words for when it's in the field, when the French, no, when the Norman workers, no, 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 no wait. No no.
1: when the Anglo-Saxons, yes,
0: when the Anglo-Saxons worked with it in the field mm-hmm. versus when the Normans ate it,
1: that's right. in the
0: castles,
1: exactly. Um, so it made this kind of high and low language barrier, um where the lowly would use the the germanic root of the old english and then the um the higher ranking would use the kind of um elevated language of the french
0: is this is this also where the idea of like what is proper and what isn't proper came from of like if you use those words you sounded low class. Yes,
1: exactly. Um, and a good way to remember this um, is you think about the German word for um, house, right, or hut, Haus, right, um, and then you think about the French word for house, Maison or mansion right so mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you get you get the kind of the grandiose vision in your mind when you think of a mansion but then a house is kind of just like a hut right
0: yeah gotcha gotcha gotcha
1: it's a good way to remember that
0: pizza house (laughs) (laughs) man now i kind of wish there was a restaurant called pizza mansion that like they just like served it to you on golden plates Think about it. Get back to me. I'm looking for an investment of $2 million. I'm willing to give up 3%. Pizza Mansion.
1: Okay. So let's go into some specific origins of words. Okay. Um, We're going to have
0: to do a little dance here. i yes. And I'll say the dirty words.
1: There. There is one that sounds a lot like fudge.
0: Uh-huh. F dash 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 word.
1: Um, and that probably... Traces back to a Norwegian and and Swedish root, mm-hmm. um, meaning to copulate.
0: There are many people who think that it is an acronym, uh, but that is which is not. It is true. apocryphal.
1: It is not true. Um, the acronym. I'm glad that you mentioned that. Didn't really that those phrases. Uh, didn 't actually mean didn 't actually come up until the late nineteenth century um, and they were mentioned in some kind of court document or something um, One of the acronyms is uh, says that it is for unlawful carnal knowledge or fornication under consent of the king neither one of those is is true no is not was correct. that
0: like a cute way of them spelling it out in the court documents? <laughs> On this guy uh, over here, he was like for unlawful carnal knowledge. You know maybe. what I mean?
1: Maybe. The thing about a lot of these words, and we discussed their kind of taboo nature, right? Um, they weren't printed, really. Um, the Oxford English Dictionary uh, put a kind of approximation of this word in 1503 Um, but the earliest of its current spelling appears in 1535.
0: You know it's interesting I think I think we have in our heads now as individuals who live and I think we got a question about this so I might address it later too but where in our lifespans you think like these words must have recently become taboo And when when's everyone going to grow out of it? And the fact that this is like centuries and centuries. Yeah, there are words that come and go. And there are words that like there are words I joked about on this week's My Brother, My Brother, Me. You hear words in I've been listening to a lot of Agatha Christie books and they use words that now have a different connotation and different meaning. But it's not exactly the same thing. It's like don't print that word. You know what I mean? Right. And so I think that we have this in our head of like, these are recent taboos that we will evolve out of in a very short amount of time. So maybe our kids will have different swear words, but is it really that consistent that it's been over 500 years we've been using the F word?
1: Uh, yes, but in, in different, different connotations, uh, it didn't always mean what it means today. Um, Possibly the earliest connotations in the Middle English um, where it was actually meant to strike or to hit hmm. hitting or striking. Um, and it is recorded in se- uh, sorry uh, twelve ninety um, where uh, that was where it was meant for having to do with hitting butter rather than doing anything else with it. It was like just talking about hitting.
0: So that word has existed since at least the 1200s?
1: Yes. That's so
0: interesting. But it didn't
1: like it it didn't mean what it means now.
0: Yeah, but still like it's still interesting to me that that word is that old. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Give me another one.
1: Okay. How about the other one you talked about.
0: The S dash 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 word?
1: Yes, the poop.
0: Le poop.
1: Um so this I
0: know this German one to or is this Oh, uh, maybe it's British. S T E.
1: That would be a a British spelling. Okay. Um Oh
0: I'm gonna edit that out. Hey, Travis, remember to edit that or beep it or something.
1: So it's a noun. Okay. When you say it. Um and I mean, it could be a verb. Uh, it has to have a participle ending. So it has, it has to be have,
0: a gerund. Gotcha.
1: You're right. Yeah, not participle.
0: It all. It's, listen, this is whatever. Isn't, this isn't a grammar <laughs> podcast.
1: You have to add ing or ed. Gotcha. In order to make it a E-D, verb. Ed, honey. I
0: don't, hmm.
1: Yeah, double the t, ed. That's a word, right? Okay,
0: yeah, it just sounded weird. It sounds weird when we can't say it out loud. <laughs> okay, all right.
1: Okay, but it's a noun, and it probably comes from the Old English again, uh, meaning purging or diarrhea.
0: Uh, well, yeah, that tracks.
1: Right. Um, so excrement in general. You all know what talking about. One side or the other. All right, yeah, you get it. One side or the other. Um, and... I mean, just from the fact that you said that it was a verb, it's often used in conjunction with other things, um, sometimes as a descriptor, um, sometimes as um, as a verb, like you said. Um, but so this one has another one, another of those acronym kind of, Origins that oh. might actually be true. Um, so something that has been going around the internet is that when crates of manure on freight ships get wet and they start to ferment, they release methane, right? Uh-huh. If the gas is to uh, build up and someone lights a lantern, it could result in an explosion, uh-huh, so reportedly, this word is spelled out meaning ship high in transit mm. so instead of putting it down below deck, one is to put it on one of the upper decks so as not to result in the trapping of the gas mm. i i couldn't find I couldn't really find where this might not be true i have definitive uh explanations of the other one not being true
0: i'm gonna say just occam's razor it sounds more likely to me that it is an old english uh having to do with excrement and diarrhea than derived from a shipping acronym just just my uh my kind of impulse my my intuition okay do you have another one for me?
1: Sure, we can do another one, um, and then I we'll do-, do one more. There's a ton. Okay, okay. How about uh, this word, often called "he double hockey sticks"?
0: Okay. Yes, I I can. I think I can guess why this one's profane. Why? What, probably Christianity. And not wanting to invoke and draw attention from the devil?
1: Sort of. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's about it it means the worst possible place, right? And it could be New Jersey. Am I right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. New
0: Jersey people, if you're listening, it's I've been there, it's beautiful. Just a joke.
1: Uh it could be a religious connotation or or not. Um, it probably comes from again the Proto-Germanic word, uh, meaning the underworld. Um, Although some relationship probably also exists between that word and the word cell, which is a Proto-Indo-European word, you know, kind of in that area, meaning to cover or conceal.
0: See, I just always assumed that that was attached with like a... um actual like curse you know of the blasphemy of like darn you to heck Mm -hmm. that idea of like something that you would be very careful because you know we talk about words changing me saying that now in 2017 is way different from someone saying it in like 1670 puritanical America or Britain or wherever so like that's I've just always assumed that was why it was considered like it's not mm-hmm. cool to say heck.
1: Right. Darn um darn it. <laughs> so uh I'd like to move on from okay. from the wordy dirds to maybe why people say them.
0: Okay. Uh
1: according to Steven Pinker, uh who is a, a researcher, he says that there are five possible functions of swearing. Okay. The first one being abusive swearing, which we've talked about, meaning trying to offend someone or intimidate them, um, or otherwise cause emotional or you're trying psychological get a rise harm to somebody,
0: you're trying to inflict something. Yeah. Right. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha.
1: The next one would be cathartic swearing. So, if you are in pain or you experience misfortune
0: or you're like super angry or something.
1: Uh, I mean, that might be that might be it. Sure. Um, and then we have dysphemistic, and I didn't know what that meant.
0: (laughs) Whoa, hold on. Let me look. Let's see if I can recognize it. Uh, (laughs)
1: Uh,
0: Dysphemistic. 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 Sure.
1: Oh, maybe do we need to find an. Nope. No, we're good. Internet. <laughs> Dysphemistic.
0: D-Y-S-P-H-E-M-I-S-T-I-C. Dysphemistic.
1: All right. I'll take your word for it.
0: Well, don't. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, I know what it means, though. Okay. I know what it means. It means that um, the swearing is used to convey that the speaker thinks negatively on the subject matter. Right? So I think negatively about it, and I'm going to use this word to convey my negative emotion and try to make you make that negative association by hearing it. Gotcha. Right? Uh, emphatic swearing. Which is, you know, drawing additional attention. You were talking about that—that—that that, that is how you often use these words, punctuation, uh, punctuation, yeah. uh, for for emphasis, and then idiomatic swearing, uh, where it's just kind of thrown about in conversation, um, and it gives the the clue as as kind of um, setting the tone. And the relationship between the two speakers. Gotcha. I'm certain that we will cover some of the etiquette surrounding swearing or cursing. Um, But I do want to say that if you are going to use it for emphasis, there is a right way and a wrong way to use it for emphasis. Um, And I'm going to use the word ruddy.
0: Okay. Are we sure that's not a swear word somewhere?
1: I don't think it is. Okay. Um, so if you say, please don't lose this, you're being polite, respectful, and I, I hear that and I say, I'll try not to lose it. If you say, don't ready lose this, all right, that means that I know you do not want me to use this, right? So that's the emphasis. Um, but it needs to fall in the correct place of the sentence. So if you would say something like, shall we move on? I can't ruddy hear a thing in this place. Wrong. Um, because you're emphasizing the word "here." So not only can you not hear, you can't ruddy hear.
0: You would say, I can't, uh, I can't, wait. I can't, I can't hear, hear a, a ruddy, ruddy thing, thing in this place. Right? Yeah.
1: Because the emphasis needs to be on the fact that you can't hear what's being said or being played not on the fact that you can't hear you get that
0: yeah emphasize the thing
1: Uh, you know it's one of those
0: things that like now that you made me stop and think about it i have to think about it Mm -hmm. but when i talk i don't have to think about it it makes sense there's also uh i'm trying to remember the specific example but there's an interesting thing where like if i said uh it was a plain old gray bag that sounds fine, but if I say it was a gray, plain old bag, it sounds weird. Or a gray old plain, like you know what I mean. Right. There's a certain order. There's a of certain things order these things go. That makes sense. Like if you said a uh, a great green angry dragon is fine, but an angry great dragon sounds. You know what I mean.
1: Right. So in that in that sentence, we need to make sure that we emphasize the noun, okay. uh, the thing, instead of the verb, which is to hear. Makes sense. Um, and the last one is you, if I was to ask you how big was it and you say it was enormous, then I take that to mean it it was quite big, right? But if I said how big was it and you said it was ruddy enormous, then it must really be large, right? That's the emphasis that yes. you're talking about. It was really, really big. Um, so it's... It's important that if you're using these sorts of words to convey strength of language, that you use them correctly so that it even though even though they're taboo words and people say you shouldn't use them, they should be used right. Do you know what I mean?
0: I do. Uh, And, you know, here's the thing. I I know I said a whole thing at the beginning about how I think it's silly that these words are taboo. But here's the thing. I still appreciate the fact that there is a time and a place for them. To wit, I think, for example, I love telling, you know, dirty, stupid jokes. But there's a time and a place for that. I like a silly turn of phrase. There's a time and a place for that. I like telling stories and, you know, doing voices and huge, like, gesticulation and everything. But there's a time and a place for that. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I think that there's a difference between choosing when to use certain words versus certain words being completely out of the question ever. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't use said words when addressing a room full of kindergartners. But if I'm sitting around with my friends watching football and having, you know, a cocktail or something, who cares?
1: Um, it, there's a time and a place and we'll talk about that a little more too.
0: You're right. For now, let's go to the thank you notes and then we'll come back with some of your questions. We are sponsored this week by link AKC. Um, we've talked about them before, but in case you missed that link AKC, I think is a brilliant product. Cause here's the thing. I love my dog. My dog and I are super close, both literally right this second, but also like spiritually and you know, friendship-wise. But she can't talk to me. She can't say, Woo, I'm worn out. I've had a great day, you know? Or she can't call me and be like, Hey, I got out. I'm downstairs. You know what I mean? (laughs) And so with Link AKC, it's like your dog can talk to you, but not really, because that's scary. If your dog starts talking to you, seek professional help um but link is backed by the American Kennel Club and the collar is a GPS locator fitness tracker and more all controlled through a smartphone app so with the GPS locator you'll always know where your dog is and it has an activity and wellness tracker so you can make sure your dog is getting the right level um of, of activity and is getting you know is healthy and um it's it doesn't matter if your dog is old or young or pure breed or mixed or whatever you can like know that your dog is getting the exercise that it needs. So, take and advantage. And
1: it's a quite a stylish collar. It is. It's really nice looking.
0: <laughs> um, big fan. So, take advantage of the link AKC Summer Sale for big savings on a collar dedicated to keeping your dog safe, happy, and healthy. Our listeners can use the code Schmanners at checkout to save even more and get free shipping. That code is S H M A N N E R S at L I N K akc.com so go to link akc.com and use the code schmanners going into a bullseye interview I know that it's somebody who does amazing work but it's it's an actual conversation and you know sometimes it gets real no but my mother I remember my I remember when I got (laughs) this is gonna become a therapy session very quickly does that make sense I feel like I'm in therapy
1: that was a great interview
0: bullseye creators you know creators you need to know Find it at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get podcasts.
1: Hey, Londoners. Do not miss out on your chance to see the Beef and Dairy Network, Jordan Jesse Go, and Judge John Hodgman live at the London Podcast Festival from September 13th through 17th. Tickets are still available. So realize what you've done wrong and fix it. Get those tickets. For more information, go to MaximumFun.org and check out the live shows on the right side of the page. Go. Do it.
0: Okay, we got lots of great questions. Um, let's see. Um, so this question is from The Celery Man who asks cultural differences on swearing. I am from England where the c word is acceptable, but Americans hate it. It's not really a question in there, but like we'll say if you travel to a different place, I think the onus is on you to maybe brush up a little bit on the swear words of that location so you don't accidentally stumble into them.
1: Um, I I think that any any person I encountered I'd give one free pass to though. Especially if, yeah, they, no, if they were not from the area. I, um, what I mean is, if you're are...
0: concerned about it, if oh, you're okay. if you're concerned about it, brush up before you go. Instead of walking to go, hey, is it cool if I say maybe right. maybe there might be a more tactful way to
1: do that? Uh, of course, of course, that's all part of your preparation. But like I said, if I were on the other side and I was to encounter someone who didn't seem to know the nature of a word that they were using that it was offensive, I'd give him a free pass and explain.
0: Uh, this question is from Oliver. Oliver asks, when is it appropriate to use swears in casual conversation? Can they be used as adverbs and punctuation in sentences?
1: Um, so I would say that there are a couple of general rules about swearing. Um, first of all, you should not swear within earshot of elders, Um, because especially if there's a generation between you and them, um, because we've talked about how words change over time and, and generally our kind of conversations have become a lot less formal, but, um, in the olden days, uh, even so much as just a a generation ago, that was not the way things were done. Um, So I would not swear in their presence, Uh, probably not within earshot of children. Um, You never know what parents have decided is okay for their children to say. But let's just err on the side of caution as far as that goes. Um, uh, You probably shouldn't swear in front of authority figures um, just because it, it makes... It makes a bad impression and those are the type of people that you probably don't want to make a bad impression on. Like your boss, right?
0: Unless unless your boss is cool. Unless well, you and your boss...
1: And that's what I'm going to go into. Okay. That's what I'm going to go into. Um, and you should not swear in a place of worship um, because even if it's not against your religion, it may be offensive to a different religion. Uh, so then, how about... When to swear, right? Whenever. No. <laughs> we talk a lot about relationships and what a relationship means to you and how that affects your manner and your etiquette. Um, and if you ha- are have a relationship with a person where it is quite informal and casual and relaxed, you probably... Could feel comfortable swearing in front of that person, um, but if your relationship is in any kind of influx or flow, I would probably steer away from it um if you're not sure of the nature of your relationship, one wouldn't want to jeopardize a relationship that you could have um and I would say that you should never swear at someone. do you know, and we were kind of talking about this. Um, you should swear with someone in the way of creating a camaraderie, right?
0: Yeah. I'm not swearing at you. I'm <laughs> swearing with you.
1: So you shouldn't, you know, insult or abuse or harass or demean other people with it. As a it, general rule, should be, you should not do that. Yes. yes. It should be more of an uplifting nature. I
0: I also think I have a general rule. Um, And this is one of those more do what I say, not as I do kind of thing. Because this is something I try to work on. Um, But I I think that unless there is some kind of... I'm trying to think of how how to... Unless there is some kind of circumstance um, specific to you that prevents you from having control over something like this. um, I think that if you otherwise should be able to control it but find yourself swearing kind of as one might say um or er or you do it without thinking about it or if you use any words without thinking about it i think you need to like do some self-introspection because that's the thing i think that the world would be a lot better if everybody chose their words a little bit more carefully and thought before they spoke. This is something growing up, because I had impulse control problems related to ADD, my parents especially pushed the idea of thinking before I spoke and making sure that I chose my words very carefully. Because otherwise, I would just say the first thing that came into my head, and usually it would upset someone or annoy someone or whatever. So I had to work really hard to like put like eight more filters on than normal. And in doing so, it means that I'm, I'm thinking about the words I'm using. And I think that that's a pretty good rule of thumb of like, think about the words you're using before you use them. Um, and just give yourself like a split second filter of like,
1: do I need to? I have heard that one should use expletives um, as an exclamation mark, not as a comma. So you wouldn't put an exclamation point at the end of every sentence, whereas every sentence in your paragraph might have a comma in it somewhere. Um, it's it's kind of like, like pepper, or like the dash
0: of salt you would throw into a cake. You know what I mean? You throw yeah, a little sure. bit in, a little bit. But if you leave it out, you can definitely taste it. It's not in there. But you put too much <laughs> in, you a salty cake. Um, this question to follow that up, though, this question is from mm, could be Caroline, could be Caroline. Mm, I'm going to instead go with the username at Sassy Hulk. Nice. <laughs> at Sassy Hulk asks, what is the best way to recover if you accidentally swear in a time slash place you shouldn't, especially if you swear around a kid?
1: Um, An apology, I'm certain, is always welcome. Uh, I think you have to be careful,
0: though, because I've been learning. Okay. BB's not quite old enough yet that we have to worry about the words we use around her. Not not specifically. I don't know. Time will tell. But like when she bonks her head, you have kind of this split second to react to it. If you're too panicked, accuse her that it is something terrible has happened. Right. But if you kind of like, hey, everything's OK. Right. You can usually save tears. I think it's the same if you curse around a child, if you're too aghast about it. And you like, oh, no. You'd cue the kid like, oh, something naughty just happened. But if you kind of do a more... If you if you do kind of a more gentle, like, excuse me, and move on, like... You know what I mean? Like, you don't want to draw too much attention to it because then you're making a bigger deal out of it than if you had just kept going.
1: I, I agree with that. Um, and I think that, that that's... A fine thing to do especially around children but one should then again apologize to the parent yes um and you can be a little more profuse about that if you want um but then when when somebody says that's okay just don't do it again that's it. That's all you need to do. Like you, do, you to keep going and apologizing and saying, "I never do that. I'm so sorry," and all on all of those things. There's no need to prostrate yourself. You just say that you're sorry, and you all, everybody can move on.
0: Um, at honorable thief asks, uh, is using supplemental words for cursing okay in public? Uh, for example, frick, freaking, etc.
1: I would say yes. Um, well,
0: okay. Here's the trick. I think it's okay on the level of you're less likely to draw dirty looks. But I think it depends on do you have a, the same intention behind it? Because if you, say, are angry at someone and yelling at them using these words, then the intention is the same no matter what words you're using, you can say perfectly non-swear words and still sound like a horrible person. Oh,
1: of course. Yeah, Of course.
0: So, like, that's the thing of, like, if you're saying, frick you to heck, like, okay, that's still not a cool thing to say. Mm-hmm. You know, like, we understand what you mean. Right. No kids are going to gasp around you, but everybody knows what you're saying. It's not an okay thing to say. You know what I mean?
1: But, um... I wouldn't say that that was the intention of the question. Okay. I would say that the intention of the question is if you cho- if you want to uh, pepper your speech with something, could you replace an innocuous word for a swear word? Oh. And I say, yes. Sure.
0: I mean, that's better than not, you know? Um. Can I tell you one of my personal pet peeves?
1: Okay. What is it?
0: And it has to do with swear words. To win in advertising... they're a little too cutesy about it like for example the smurfs had this where i think the billboard said like get smurfed or like go smurf yourself or something it's like hey we all know what you mean and like you'll see that where it's like i saw one i think it was for the new independence day where it was like we are f and then it was like it had been blown off that part Mm. of but it's like We know what you mean. We know what you mean. And sometimes, like, I think that that's way worse than if you just put the word there. Because it's like, aren't we being naughty? (laughs) It bothers me. So it's like, either just put the word or don't draw attention to it. Because you're making it into a thing. It just bothers me. Um, One last question. This is from uh, at Elaine Margot. I'm the friend who points out when small children are nearby when my friends swear. What's the most polite way to do this?
1: Uh as always, I think that uh directly is the most polite because you're the hemming and hawing and the nudging and the eye rolling is what makes it a big deal when you just say, "Hey guys, there's kids around. Let's let's cool it." That's it. Yeah. I, I mean, think so too. There's there's if if one were to go oh no you guys oh I, there's just some kids around and i just want to make sure be careful with your language all that stuff makes it into um makes people feel embarrassed and yeah. uncomfortable when you tell them that if you could just say hey let's cool it there's some kids over there
0: so i think that's going to do it for us this week Thanks for listening to this episode. We hope you appreciated it. Um, hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please tell a friend. Go on iTunes, rate, review, subscribe. Um, that
1: helps us out and it's no baloney.
0: So we're going to be on the Joko Cruise coming up. And yeah, you're very cute. Coming up in February 2018. If you would like to join us, you can go to jokocruise.com, J O C O Cruise.com um let's see what else oh i'm going to be teaching a podcast class here in cincinnati starting in november um spots for the class are already sold out but we're going to be videotaping it and then you can sign up um and for a hundred dollars have access to those videos um and and still benefit from the class if you want to
1: don't miss it or you'll say oh fudge
0: you're being too cute, honey. It's too cute for words. I
1: wanted to work in some of those You're innocuous
0: Um, If you would like to find out more about that podcast class or the video version, you can go to bit.ly forward slash podcast one Oh one number one zero one video. So bit.ly forward slash podcast one Oh one video. Um, go check out all the other amazing shows on maximumfun.org. There's a ton on there. Let's see, Teresa. What else? What am I forgetting?
1: Well, we always want to thank Brent Brontofloss Black for the our theme music and those are that is available as a ringtone where those are sold. Also thank you to Kayla M. Wassell for our Twitter art um avatar thing. Yep. Uh, <laughs>
0: that's what we <laughs> the, call it.
1: The word escaped me. Um and then thank you to Keely Weiss Photography for our uh Facebook banner. And there's a Facebook group called Schmanner's Fanners. That you that you will probably enjoy. So please do join that.
0: Um and join us again next week.
1: No RSVP required.
0: You've been listening to Schmanners.
1: Manners Schmanners. Get it?